following program was specially transcribed earlier for your enjoyment at this time. Quiet, please. Quiet, please.
flowers to put these fat things on them for. Anyhow, flowers and lot killers get mixed up together in Chicago, ain't it? Remember Dini O'Banion? Had that floor shop across from Holy Lane? They moved him down among the sheep trees a long time ago. And here's Frank Gaston got flowers from Dini Anyway, you see, it's a squeeze deal. If we can hold out till Dini gets paid off, there's something he didn't do. The rumors will be satisfied, and they'll put the artillery away and figure it to be. And Ruby and Doc and me will take the very, very first powder for that 22,418 bucks, and everybody will be happy. The guys that paid us for the job, the cops, Frankie's mom, and us, we'll be happy. He could turn us into a banana. The door busted open. I got to You come off the first of getting that slug right through your strapper. Tighten in the doors, will you? Well, shut the door, you jerk. Look at the front of the state. Goodbye, baby. Yes, let me see. Nothing off me as I have to cut through the roof. Women, two women, haven't you? It's a long way from home, Rudy. What can you do? Yeah, they land everywhere, Rudy. They're all back home in the middle. What? That job's done. They're finishing up a good next week. What will we get out of here, Rudy? Any minute. Today? We'll wait another couple of days. Just to be on the safe side. I have to get the nine days on you, Rudy. One more day will help you. That's right, Rudy. We don't want to take any chances. We don't have to. I want to get out of here. Shut up and let us read the papers. We'll be out soon enough. Maybe we could put the window curtain up now. No. We're clean, Jack. We're between and we're well over here, Ruby. We'll have them in the Yes, we'll count the money again, Ruby. Who do you think 
Jack and I look at each other, and Ruby doesn't see us. Ruby can go first. Ruby can be the easier beaver. Ruby can be the beaver. Hmm? Well, I don't mind waiting another day or two. Ruby makes the grade. All right, if he doesn't. Now, oh, you see what I mean. So now it's night, and Ruby counted the money for the last time, and we stood it three ways, and matched with the extra for dollars so it didn't come out even. Then Ruby won, and he fell by. <laughs> it was nine o'clock before the doctor. When it was ten o'clock, there were still people walking around the Two o'clock in the morning when we opened the door and started downstairs. It's still all serious. Well, it's very smart of us, I suppose, and we figure how we stood out there in that old house so long just to be sure we get away alive. But talking makes people talky sometimes. We figured we needed some air. We wouldn't like to let a pal walk out alone. Besides, it was only over to the Garfield Park Yelp station at Halstead Street to talk to me. Ruby was going to take the L there and ride out to Cicero Avenue and then grab a streetcar south of the airport. I'll get off a couple of blocks first time to the airport so I can kind of, uh, take it and take it. Wait a minute, hang on. Oh, there won't be anybody to read it. You're all set now, Ruby? Perfectly. Sure. I'll be on old flight 24410. By the time you guys broke up, I'll be in New York. You meet us at Ted's place next Thursday afternoon. Thank you. I see you don't go getting lost. I've never been in the airplane before. People think like this. Don't forget the name you use, neither. Mr. Masterson. It's the first V. Masterson of the Boyne Times. Huh. Nobody asked me about this name. I ain't never been there. Well, then he talks so much, Mr. Masterson. I'm happy, Jack. Yeah, tell us about that in New York, lady. What's your name, Mr. How did he know? 
What's he? What do you want, old man? You're not the one going on the elevator, sir. Here, old man, get a thought. Go ahead and go to your bed. I can't, sir. I've got work to do. Uh, this isn't a gentleman either. He was looking at me, ignoring the two bits that Jock held up. You're the gentleman. Who? Uh, I'll have your ticket, if you please, sir. Ticket? What ticket? Your ticket, please. I haven't got any ticket, old man. You don't buy tickets in the elevator. You've got a ticket, sir. You have to have a ticket. Yes, old man. I tell you, I didn't get it, Ruby. Here comes a train. There won't be another for an hour. Okay, so long, guys. I'll have to have your ticket, sir. Ticket, old man. You haven't got a ticket? What are you, nuts? You've got a ticket, sir. Look in your pockets. I have to have your ticket. Get out of the way. In the right hand pocket, sir. Can you? That's it, sir. Thank you very much. Now I'll just punch it for you so it's all right. You can go now, sir. Get a quick movie. We'll take care of the old thing. Good luck, sir. Look, I don't know where that ticket came from. Easy, you, Mr. Green. Okay, okay, I'm here. Thank you. Go on, Mr. Green. No, old man. Hey. Old man. Abney, let me go. There wasn't any old man. Doc and I stood there on the deserted street all by ourselves with the roar of the L train easing away westward in the early morning with Ruby on his way home. There wasn't anybody there but the two of us. And there was a bakery wagon two blocks down the street. Girl coming down the steps of the elevated station, and the L train banging its way westward blocks away. That's all. I noticed the way Doc glanced at me when we passed under the streetlight on the way home. I was looking at him the same way. We didn't say a word to each other all the way back to Taylor Street. I guess we were both thinking the same thing. Maybe Ruby was going to be the same I was going to get the mob. Maybe they hadn't been satisfied knocking off needies. How did that old guy know one of us was going someplace on the elevator? How did he know which was the right one? We stalled quite a while before we went up to the room. I'm not yellow. And neither is Doc. But neither one of us wanted to be the first one to go in the room. We finally went in. Crawled down the hallway on our hands. I reached up in the dark and unlocked the door. And we stayed down on the floor so as not to make a good target. We didn't need to go through all that routine. There wasn't anybody in the room. We didn't sleep. Doc stepped with a window with a sawed-off shotgun. After a while, he said, If that was sticking that finger on the baby, it was awful well done, Ernie. I didn't see anybody around. <laughs> Thank God he didn't see anybody around. And the old lady put the finger on him for us. We got the news from the papers. We heard the kids down the street holler an extra. Doc and I looked at each other without saying anything. You know what we thought. We thought the headlines would be something like Ghastly Mob Blast Gunman with Ruby's picture on the front page. That wasn't a headline, though. The big story was about an airliner that crashed on the takeoff at Municipal Airport at 410. 
Everybody on board was killed. And the name at the head of the passenger list was J.P. Masterson of Des Moines, Iowa. Now, wait a minute. I want to know who you are and what. 
Goodbye, old man. Listen, Doc, I'm going to find out about Shut that. Up. Let him go. Where'd he go? Never mind where he went. Listen. Grabbed into the crowd. Let him go. We're going to talk to you, boy, this time. Well, what are you going to... Listen. I think you know what Buckner's going on. I'm going to just switch our tickets real fast. And we can connect them, see? Yes, but what... Look out and buy some cigarettes or something. And I'll go get the tickets, see? While he's watching you. Go on, do that. Meet you here in five minutes. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but Jock has got a good idea, so I'll try it. He goes to the ticket window. I use my way through the door out into the street. Something is Jock. Cross up this thing. Take a ticket, won't you? He arranged that airplane track. He won't give Jock a I come out. I don't see him anywhere. Jock. Jock, where'd you go? Just silly to hear that way. Where did you come from? I was watching your friend. Where is he? He's gone. What? He's gone, friend. Did he run out on me with all that money? Oh, no. Well, where is he? He wouldn't want to see him now, friend. He had an accident. He had what? He sat in front of the bus over there. I'm afraid he's dead. What are you telling me? Oh, quite all right, you know. I have a secret. Did you... That gun won't do you any good, You friend. killed him. Oh, no. You killed him, I tell you. Put up your gun, friend. I shot him. I shot him right through the chest, twice. I was six inches away from him, and I couldn't miss. I couldn't miss at that distance, could I? I figured if he was one of the gasping mob, he'd get me anyway, so I was going to go out with a bang. Right through the chest, I shot him. And you know what? He wasn't there at all. There wasn't anybody there at all, except a copper from Harrison Street staring at me as, as if he thought I was a nut. How do you shoot in that, bud? That old man, I got him. What old man? The ticket taker. He killed my friend. He's one of the gasping mob. The old man you're talking about. I swear, is he? You crazy or something, bud? Shooting holes in the brick wall. He was right here. There ain't nobody there. Give me that gun. He's got away. Listen, cop. I'll have the gun, bud. All right, you people, move on. Come on, bud. It's 30 days for shooting off guns in public places. Why, you might have hurt somebody.
You see? There wasn't anybody there. There wasn't any ticket takers. I've been grieving things. All the time I've been grieving.